Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> Same. <laughs> well, my name is Madeline. Hi, I'm Olivia. And welcome back to another episode of Another Picture Show Podcast. Yay! Yay! We're still doing it. Still we're, strong. We're still, you thought, you thought we were done. We're back again. <laughs> um, so basically, this is a movie review podcast. The premise is I don't watch a lot of movies. And my dear friend here, Olivia, is a film buff, a filmmaker. She is a all-around amazing human being and she (laughs) yeah I'm really hyping you up I want something Um, (laughs) I need something from you I will talk to you after the show um (laughs) how our friendship works yeah (laughs) um Olivia will pick a movie that I haven't seen and I uh, or one that we both seen or one that we both have not seen Um, Movies we want to watch together, essentially. Exactly. And she will introduce it to me. I don't know what it is ahead of time. Olivia knows what it is usually ahead of time. Um, She's going to introduce the movie to me, and then we're going to talk about it for a little bit. Um, Then we're going to take a break, go watch it, and then jump back in and give our thoughts, opinions, hot or cold takes. Yes. First, let, let's just check in with each other. How are, how are you doing? I feel like things have been a little chaotic, so I just want to check in for the oh man for everyone's sake. I'm I'm good. I am just naturally a person that's always all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'm on my fourth cup of coffee today, um, and it's it's early. It's early on in the day. Like I haven't even gone to work yet. Um, I work nights, which sucks. Um, but yeah, no, I'm doing good. I'm just. I'm thriving, surviving, and slightly thriving. Good. Um, yeah. How about you? Uh, a lot's been going down uh, in my neck of the woods. Just around my community, things are a little chaotic, and I'm pretty kind of hands-on with, with that. I won't get too much into it right now, but I'm doing okay overall. I'm just a little, little uh, overwhelmed. But this this podcast is a is a source of like rejuvenation for me, so I'm really happy to be here. Oh, I'm glad to be a part of your source of rejuvenation. But now that you say that you want something from me, I'm like, it's dark in your it's dark in your doorway. I'm like, oh no. But with that, um, I guess I can introduce the movie that we're going to be watching this week. Another sort of spooky movie as we head into Ooh. Halloween season. This movie is not necessarily a Halloween movie, but it is a spookier movie that I think would be really interesting to talk about on this podcast. Okay. So with that, this week, we're going to be watching Jordan Peele's Us. Okay. I haven't seen any of his movies, so I'm interested. Yes. Okay. I think the reason I wanted to do this movie... I feel like it's very, very relevant to a lot of things happening right now. It's just like a, a really good movie to, to like have discussions about, I think. So I'm excited to, to introduce you to the works of Jordan Peele and uh, dive deep. What do, you, what do you know about the movie? Um, not a lot. I've seen the trailer and it seems like there's some sort of almost like alternate reality or alternate universe where these like demon or like you know sinister copies of people in our dimension exist 
and somehow like the fabric of between those two dimensions has been broken and now the sinister copies are like trying to wipe out like the I guess our universe's copies of ourselves so that's all I really know and I don't I don't know like (laughs) (laughs) who knows I mean I'll have to watch it and see like the symbolism around it like I don't I don't know like what the what they're trying to like highlight as far as like good quote-unquote good versus evil Mm -hmm. um but I have, like, I've been meaning to watch these movies. It's not, like, these aren't movies that, like, I actively, like, avoided, like, Fight Club or, like, <laughs> um, or a little bit newer, too. So we'll, we'll put a spoiler warning uh, here because what usually we just kind of dive right into the movies. So, like, if you're listening to this podcast, this is a spoiler podcast. Like, yeah. we're going to be talking about everything that happens in this movie and... If you're, you haven't seen it yet, then you can take a break with us and then come back and watch it or come back and, and listen to our review. I would kind of like that if people, if people had the time to like, just like watch the movie and then listen, like, yeah. obviously like, it'd be kind of like inconvenient to like, listen to the first 10 minutes of a podcast, pause it, watch a movie and then go back. Yeah. But you know, if you like, if you're interested in a movie, like absolutely like, and you want to have a fresher take or like understand, I guess, or recall more of what we're talking about. Yeah, I highly recommend watching the movie and then diving in with us because who knows, you might remember something from like the last time you saw it or you've never seen it before. And we're just so awesome. You have to keep up with what what we're watching. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of the movies we've done so far have been like, you know, from the 90s or early 2000s. So like, there's some time and separation that, you know, people have had time to see these movies, but this one right. came out, like, last year. It's, it yeah. feels like it came out, like, five years ago, because 2020 is, like, you know, 10 years I know, years his long. first movie was Get Out, right? When did that yeah. one come out? That, that was, was like 2016? 2016. 2017? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I haven't seen that one either. I'll have to give that one a... Yeah, so I just want to give people the, you know, the chance to to opt out of listening to this if they haven't seen it. I don't know why you would click on this review if you haven't seen the movie, but, <laughs> you know, just throwing it out there. <laughs> the, like, brackets of, like, the YouTube description should be, like, spoiler heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so with that, I guess we can go take a break, go watch it, and we'll come back with our review of uh, Us. Do you have anything else to say before we do that? I love you. I love you too. <laughs> so nice. And I love anybody listening to this. <laughs> she still wants something from me, but <laughs> all right. Maybe. <laughs> so with that we'll be back with our review of us in three, two, one. And we're back. We are back, y'all. What did you think? It was pretty good. Like, I wasn't, okay, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't, like, blown away. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was good, like, and I thought cast phenomenal. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt about that. But when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then, I don't know, I guess I, I just, I feel like it was missing something for me, and I'm still trying to figure out what it was. 
okay. have a few ideas of what it was missing for me. But I want to hear your thoughts on it. I mean, you saw it before, but... Yeah, did you watch it once you know. or twice? I watched it once, so... I was having a hard time, like, finding it, so I found it, like, I had to do a free trial for, like, a Cinemax? Free... Cinemax add-on yeah, free trial? Totally. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you did that so too. Did me. Yep. So I watched it, so actually how I watched it was very funny. Um, I watched it last night, um, alone, in my room, which is not a good idea for me to watch, like, a <laughs> horror movie by myself, uh, but I had all my lights, like, my lamps on, and then I was knitting, and it's on my phone. So anytime, like, cause I'm like, I'm a, I'm anti like jump scares. Mm -hmm. So anytime I thought like a jump scare was coming, I literally, I was like knitting a sock and I was like, hold the knitting like over my phone a little bit. And I was like, peek over my knitting. <laughs> I was like, oh no, we're good. And then I'd keep knitting. And then at some point I just like, I was so invested in it. I did put my knitting down and focused. So, and then today, like I was at work and I was thinking about it a lot. And that's when I kind of like wrote down like, what was missing for me? Like what, like why, like it's a good film, like it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. But I was like, like no knocking Jordan Peele because he did a great job. But I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something here. Like I feel like there's something either like I didn't understand from the movie or like it's just missing something in general. Yeah. And like I have like subconscious beef with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, the first time I watched it, I felt the, the same way. Um, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people felt that way, because, I mean, you you didn't see Get Out before you no. saw this. So, I, but I think a lot of people went into it thinking that it was going to be similar um, to Get Out, because Get Out is a very, like, tight film. Like, it's it's just, like, easy to consume in in that it's, like, the themes are obvious, what it's about is obvious, everything is like you know there like you you just get it like it's easy to understand um mm -hmm. and it's just like a very tight film altogether it's very well made yeah. all that stuff this one is also very well made but the themes aren't as in your face <laughs> it's like it's a it's a much bigger story it's like covering a lot of different things and the more you watch it and the more you kind of like study it like it makes sense, or at least for me, it, it makes a lot more sense, and I can appreciate it a lot more, um, since I've had a lot of time to sit with it. It's, like, one of those uh -huh. movies that, like, gets better the more you sit with it, I think, because I definitely, I, I felt the same way the first time I watched it, um, but before yeah. we get into it, let me just give the stats real fast. So, Us is a 2019 American horror film written and directed by Jordan Peele, starring Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Elizabeth Moss, and Tim Heidecker. Uh, the film follows Adelaide Wilson um, and her family who are attacked by a group of menacing doppelgangers. Does that sound about right? It does, but it's slightly misleading. How so? I guess it just, I guess it doesn't, I mean, it's, mis it's not super misleading because like that is what happens, but I guess, you know, you don't, when you go in, you don't realize that she was exposed to the doppelgangers, like, when she was a child. Mm -hmm. um, well, exposed to the doppelgangers. <laughs> we're a spoiler podcast, so, yeah, like... We already gave a spoiler warning, like, in the intro, so... Yeah. Uh, um, we're just getting into it now. So, like, yeah. I mean, I think it's just... I mean, it's not that misleading. I'm just, like, it's so fresh in my mind that I'm like, well... <laughs> 
um, technically she is the doppelganger or like the doppelganger is her. Like, are we, do we even know what's going on here? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just think it's like, I, I did like the twist, Mm -hmm. um, the, the reveal. Also, I love that it was like the last like 45 seconds of the movie was like the big reveal. But I think I figured it out pretty early on. Yeah. I think, I think I figured out probably like, the scene where they're talking about the beach and she's like oh we're going back there and she's like thinking about when she was a dancer and like the mirror like the reflection was staring at her I'm like something's not right like they don't tell the full story obviously they're not telling the full story of what happened in the house of mirrors when she was a little girl Mm -hmm. and I was like maybe she's maybe she is the doppel like the doppelganger did grab her um Because, like, I think the one mistake, I think, marketing-wise, they made, because I watched the trailer before I watched the movie, Mm -hmm. is that in the most popular trailer, it shows a clip, like, it shows at the end, like, the clip at the end where um, their fate, the uh, Adelaide as a girl, is facing herself in the mirror in the House of Mirrors, and the reflection grabs her neck. Yeah. And that, I think, if they had left that out of the trailer, it would have been harder for me, mostly because I watched the trailer, that immediately watched the movie. <laughs> it would have been harder for me to figure out. But I was thinking back to that. I was like, they didn't show that in the beginning. So that must mean something, like, it cuts back to that in the end. And then I was like, well, maybe she, they switched places. Mm-hmm. So, also I'm a genius. Like, let's be real. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the first time I watched it, I was like, all right, so... They make this whole big thing about her being traumatized by this, like, this thing that happened in the, the Hall of Mirrors, but we never really see it. Like, if it, if it was literally just, like, she saw herself and got freaked out, then, like, that doesn't really make sense. So, like, throughout the whole movie, you're like, yeah, we're going to come back to that at some point. Uh-huh. But I think the movie does a good job of kind of, like, diverting you from thinking about that for too long and then, like, brings it back at the very end to, like, tie it all together. Because um, oh, I, I also, like, figured it out, like, first time. I was like, yeah. Right, so we're I mean, I'm not, come I'm back not to actually this. genius. I think it's, it's <laughs> like, I think they kind of wanted you to, like, figure it out a little bit. And then when you had, and then it was, like, that satisfying moment of being like, I was right. Um, and then it kind of, I think it also will then kind of make you think, like, well, why did they make them switch places? Like, what what's, like, the thing to be discussed about in that? And then, like, insert, you know, social commentary discussion here. Um, but what I liked a lot was, like, how they, like, the subtlety of, like, leading up to, like, the grand reveal, like, that she was a tether or the original Adelaide turned into a tether, however you want to, like, view it. Mm-hmm. Well, like, how, like, at certain points, like, she would kind of, like, move the same way slightly. Like, when she was, um, with the shears, when she was stabbing, like, the, the, one of the girl doppelgangers, like, one of the twins, the doppelganger, Mm -hmm. and, like, the kid comes in, and she's, like, just going absolutely ham sandwich on this girl, and then she, like, stands up, like, super straight and, like, yeets the shears. I was, like, I was, like, just the movements, like, the mannerisms were, Mm -hmm. like, similar to that of the tether like even and like how she knew immediately like when she went to when um jason got snatched she knew immediately where to go like yeah go to the hall of mirrors because that's where you met your first like the doppelganger the first time but then 
you knew exactly where to go, like beyond just like the, you know, mirrored part. Like you knew exactly which hall to turn down, which staircase to go down, like you know exactly what blind spots were where. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was picking up, I was like, yep. she's been here before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she knows this place. Yeah, so like, what do you think, I mean, before we get into themes and, and all that fun stuff, uh, do you have any other like things that you liked, things that you did not like before we get into all the, the deep meat of it all? I thought the two, like, like the daughter and Lupita did fantastic. Like the yeah. two lead women, um, young women and women. I mean, Lupita Nyong'o's still young, so young women. Um, <laughs> I thought their performances, like, honestly, like, outshined Jason. I mean, he's, like, what, nine? Like, let's not, <laughs> let's yeah, not judge too much... harshly a nine-year-old versus Lupita Nyong'o. Like, it's, that's a pretty tough <laughs> comparison, but. He didn't have much to do, so. Right, exactly, but, um, but, like, the two, but the two women, um, mother-daughter combo just slayed it for me. They both killed it. I mean, at first, I was, like, oh, Lupita carried the whole movie, but then the more I thought of it, I was, like, nah. I was like, no, Zora was, like, pretty badass, and, like, she had no fear of just, like, taking out her own doppelganger, which I thought was pretty ballsy. I mean, neither did um, Jason. Like, he just, like, was like, I'm gonna walk you back into the flames. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think she kind of, like, possibly could have instilled that courage in him, because, like, an hour before, she had just run over her own, <laughs> her own doppelganger mm. and just, like, you know, threw her into oblivion. As far as like performances and stuff, I thought Lupita and I forgot to write down the young lady who played Zora, but I thought both of them did really good. Yeah. And like, but then the entire cast, like including like the, the Elizabeth Moss and the other guy. Um, Tim Heidecker? <laughs> yeah, him. Um, <laughs> I thought I all of them and like the, the girls that played the twins, I thought they all did a really, really, really good job of playing the doppelgangers. Yeah. Like they did a really good job of like, separating like it was like oh obviously they're the same person sort of um but like they did a good job of like the mannerisms and like the lack of like a formal language elizabeth moss is creepy as hell lupita nyong'o's red i guess they call her i had to look up like what she was supposed to be called um red super creepy yeah um the horse voice and i was like Ugh. every time she spoke i was like last thing I was looking up the cast like just to get the character name so I had everything Mm -hmm. correct in my mind and I really like how all of the doppelgangers had kind of like planet like almost like pagan names or like names that are like related to like evil-ish in um you know theology one of the twin daughters uh, on the Tyler family um, was named Io, and then the kid, Jason's doppelganger, was named Pluto, like, very, like, secular, but also, like, eerie kind of names. I liked that touch. That was nice, even though they don't really... Pluto, like, I know a little bit of the reason behind some of the names. Like, Pluto is, you know, the the planet furthest from the sun, and it's so far from the sun that it's pretty much, like, shrouded in darkness, like, all the time. Just, like, the tethered are living underground, far from warmth, far from you know, sunlight, just like the tethered are living underground. What is the daughter's name? Umbre? 
Um, it's like the plural. Um, like, yeah, umbra or something like that? Yeah, it's like umbre and it's like the plural of umber mm-hmm. is like the shadows, like um, something like that. I'm, I'm forgetting like specifically what it is, but it has to do with like shadows and she's like the plural of that. And then red obviously is like, they're all jumpsuits and um, kind of like a revolutionary color. Yeah. Although Abraham is the only like religious name that is like supposed to be like a decent person in the Bible and in like, you know, Christian faith, Mm -hmm. like Abraham and Sarah, he's like the father basically of Christianity in some respects, like depending on like what yeah, religious like he's order. The, he's like one of the founding fathers, if you will, of of Christianity and Judaism and uh, Islam. To I think, if I'm remembering, it all kind of they all kind of stem back to to Abraham in one mm-hmm. way or another. Yeah, I, I I I didn't do enough research to to find out why his name's Abraham, but I think it ties into the like religious themes throughout this movie too. Right. Um. So with that, like. Did you look up what Jeremiah 1111 is? You know, I almost did, and I totally <laughs> forgot. The only thing I actually looked up, <laughs> which is probably more obscure, was the Hands Across America thing. So I was like, is that a, was that a real movement? And it was, yep. but yep. I did not yep. look up Jeremiah 1111. So tell me, lay it on me. All right, so Jeremiah 1111, it says, Therefore... Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape, and though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. Let me look up Jeremiah 11.10 to give context. Jeremiah 11.10. They have returned to the sins of their ancestors who refused to listen to my words. They have followed other gods and served them. Both Israel and Judah have broken the covenant I made with their ancestors. Which, I guess that ties into to Abraham, the name Abraham. Because he's the, like, original covenant, like, Mm -hmm. he made with Abraham. So, maybe that's why. But, uh, yeah, so, Jeremiah 11.10 and Jeremiah 11.11, what do you think? Uh, makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm picking it up. I'm picking up what you're throwing down, Jordan Peele. Um, thinking about, like, this, like, wrath of, you know, God, if you will, because, you know, Lupita keep, or Red keeps talking about how she was, like, chosen Chosen. by God, Mm -hmm. and she, you know, had found God, and that's how she was, like, decided to exact her, like, revenge, and I guess, like, the timing to me was very interesting, like, why, why then, like, was it just because they were going back to the beach, like, was it, you know, was it just, like, everything fell into place, like, at that time? Or was she waiting for, like, the perfect opportunity? Is she... I have so many questions, like, about, like... I think that's what was lacking a little bit for me, now that I think about it. I think it was, like... I wanted to know not even a ton more, just a little bit more about the tethered. Okay. I want to know, like, just... It doesn't even have to be, like, a ton more. Like, I don't need, like, a whole prequel or anything like that. But I do want to know, like can they travel like a like uh, there's tunnel systems they kind of hint at that but like can they travel extensive like you know extensively or are they kind of like bound to where they were like spawned from i don't know because if red wanted to exact her revenge like she could really if she could travel she could really do it at any time or was she waiting for them to go to the lake house 
slash beach and then be like aha like the time is nigh like <laughs> yeah well I think that was like where she was taken and so I think it was kind of she was waiting for them to go back to that spot and also she mentioned that like this was a huge like revolutionary undertaking so there was a lot of planning a lot of like convincing all the other tethered to to join her um in this because otherwise it wouldn't amount to anything other than her going back up to the surface by herself and i don't know um how strong the bond is between the tethered and the people on the surface but um yeah i don't know it's a good question i think really literal sometimes like with movies like these i get really yeah i think like my main critiques coming out of the movie the first time i watched it i was like that doesn't make sense like Where'd they get all the jumpsuits and scissors from? I literally wrote that down. <laughs> I was like, where did they get the shears? Where did they get the jumpsuits? Like, did, they didn't all just, like, infiltrate fucking Gap and, yeah. <laughs> and, like, wipe out their red overall section. And then my other question was, like, it seems like this is only, this only pertains to Americans. So then, so, like, naturally, I think to literally, I'm like, well, like, what if, like, somebody from Mexico just, like, shows up and, like, marries like an american like did they just like a tether just doesn't spawn for that like you know american you know national or mexican national that like rolled up and married an american you know what i mean yeah i mean i think there's like a level of like suspension of disbelief when it comes to this movie that i've learned to have like Uh, you know you can there's a lot of questions you can have about the world building some of it is you know valid but I think what's more important is, like, what the movie's trying to say. So with that, like, what do you think is the kind of overall message of this movie? Okay. I guess the idea of, like, privilege and, like, Mm -hmm. opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, battling your demons. But I was like, the thing is, is I think that I thought about that and and then I kind of, like, I mean, it could be possible. But to focus on, like, the privilege, I just thought what was what was really good was like they literally like they are the same yep they're the same thing and and they talk about it. it's like oh you copy the government copied you know everyone and but they couldn't like they couldn't copy your soul so essentially it's like two different people two different people like sharing a soul and then my mind was like well is the soul split or is it like one has the soul and the other one doesn't who doesn't have the soul like what what constitutes like a soul transition like (laughs) where do they like high five and like freaky friday the soul across um to like the other body i don't know how that works um so i didn't i didn't want to immediately be like oh the people on the surface are the ones with souls and the people and the tethered are the ones without souls because like you don't know like you really don't know because you can see in, like, a justifiable way, like, why the Tethered would be so, like, pissed off and, like, stabby. Um, (laughs) I get it. And then it's also, like, because, you know, they had, like, such a hardship and, like, they didn't have, they never learned English. Like, they had this weird, like, rudimentary language of, like, like. It's, like, okay, so one, I don't mean to cut you off, but one, I guess, interpretation of this movie is that it's about, like, the class divide in America and how there's a lot of otherness, like fear of the other, but Uh the other is still 
us. Like we could easily be the other and the other could easily be us. Like yeah. we're all the same and we're all Americans, as you say, as, as they say in the movie. So like the people who are underground, they were created by the government, just like the lower class, the ho- like homelessness and poverty and all these pe- people living it under systems of oppression in America, like that was created by like the system that we live under, right? Uh-huh. When it's like they, if when you're stripped of all the things of privilege that the people on the surface have, like learning how to talk, like all these things, that's like how we would be if we didn't have all the things that we have on the surface. Yeah. Um, so that's one interpretation, and I think that's like the most popular interpretation. You know, w- with Get Out, you know, you haven't seen it, but it's like obvious that it's about like race and police brutality and like liberals <laughs> in America um, and a lot of people went into this movie thinking that it was going to be a very similar take on something Mistake. but it's like a much bigger conversation that Jordan Peele is trying to have he's talking about you know the forgotten class of people the people that we acknowledge when we do like super performative gestures like hands across america that don't actually benefit or fix homelessness or poverty correct it's a logistical nightmare (laughs) um but it's like a way for liberals and people who want to help with the problem to like feel good about themselves because it's like on the surface looks really nice yeah ultimately they go back to their comfortable lives um and the issue is still there and nothing's been fixed so that's kind of what a lot of people take as what this movie is trying to talk about Um, yeah and there's like everything in this movie I really like the more you watch it the more like you pick up on things and it's just like it's brilliant like (laughs) he's so like I am so excited for everything that Jordan Peele does because he's just so particular and like there's a reason for everything Mm -hmm. what do you what do you think about that well I was thinking when you brought up the, the um hands across America thing it does like the class divide and like the othering makes sense. And I think it's like kind of ironic because like they use, they start with hands across America, like in the eighties and like, I'm sure you looked into it, but for those who have not, um, <laughs> it was essentially like a campaign of sorts for, you know, millions of Americans to like literally join hands and form an enormous human chain across like the lower 48. Um, so continental U S um, And it was to, like, raise awareness of, like, poverty and hunger in America. And um, it actually, and it was also, like, I think also what I took from it that wasn't necessarily mentioned was that it was also supposed to, like, connect Americans with, like, other people who live in America, like, literally others who live in America that you wouldn't normally interact with because, you know, you, you live in your own state, you live in your own town, your own bubble, your own class, et cetera. Um, and the, I think the irony of it is like Hands Across America ended up raising something like $36 million, but after, um, like logistical fees, like you even said, like it's a logistical nightmare. I'm like, yeah, after like logistic fees and like operation fees or whatever, they only, and only is a light term, they only ended up like giving 15 million to like the actual, like ending poverty fund so like almost half their money went to like other shit that probably they could have cut down costs on 
and it's like a whole like I could go I could deep dive into like the nonprofit industrial complex but <laughs> here to, <laughs> I always do that I always like try and like di divert but I won't um, but it is like it's hands across America is not the only instance where that happens and I think that's why they chose something like that and I also think because of that and also because it was such like a prominent event prior to when red was taken um mm -hmm. I think they kind of did it as like a satire kind of like a satirical like well we're here and we're holding hands and we're Americans too like we're here and like you can't take us anywhere you know like we're not well, yeah back. with that it's like it's one of the last things that she remembers from the surface before she was taken down right you know? it's like that it's Michael Jackson's thriller because that's the shirt that she was wearing before she uh -huh. went down and Jeremiah 11 11 so like her jumpsuits okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna like give a little few details so like when we first open it's like on the screen we're watching the commercial for Hands Across America and it's like super cheesy and like <laughs> feel good weird 80s 12 commercial. million eyes I'm yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like super weird but if you look on either side of the tv there's like vhs tapes that are representative of like different inspirations for this movie and different things that are kind of contribute to the themes of this movie as well there was five different movies i think that i that i caught there's chud which is a horror movie um from 1984 it's like a sci-fi thing it stands for cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers and it's about like these like things that live underground that come up to eat humans basically and it it kind of is the predecessor to tremors <laughs> yeah no like for real um then there's the goonies which is about another like adventure story about kids going underground and um even later in the movie when red's like it's our time now it's like reminiscent of the speech in the Goonies where Sean Astin is like it's their time up there and it's our time down here like that whole speech that he gives oh Sean Astin then there's the man with two brains which is a 1983 Steve Martin movie um where he like falls in love with a brain um and Jordan Peele said that it's like <laughs> a thematic... to her <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like a thematic connection um where like two intelligent two like beings with intelligence are like sharing the same soul kind of so that's like you know what's going on here nightmare on elm street which is one of jordan peele's favorite movies and also red and all the tethers are wearing like a single brown glove on one of mm -hmm. their hands just like freddy krueger does mm -hmm. um and then the right stuff and i'm not really sure why why that's there but i'm sure other people who have seen this movie and have done like tons of research and deep dive on this can probably let us know but yeah so um all of those things are also kind of like contributing to the way that she carries out her revolution mm -hmm. right so we have the hands across america she's like cutting it's like a symbol in her head of like um human connection and like doing something good for the lower class um mm. so she it's like her her vision of like a, a statement or like a, you know, it's obviously a very big, powerful, like visual statement, but uh -huh. um, for like a child's brain who's like, can't, who, who wasn't able to develop past that point, it, that's all it is really. And then Michael Jackson's thriller, he's, you know, he also had like a red outfit 
um, in the thriller video and a single white glove, you know, it's all kind of tied together. And then what was the last thing I said? 11-11. Oh yeah, Jeremiah 11-11. Which she's like, I believe God like led us together. I believe that God chose me to lead these people out of here because that's like the last thing that she, like the last thing that she saw on the boardwalk before going down into the uh, shaman's hall of mirrors or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I thought it was like, I thought it was turned pretty into the PC world of uh, Merlin's hall of mirrors. Yeah. I saw, um, well, I just thought it was really cool and like kind of like unsettling, like how the tethered like moved with their surface counterpart, mm-hmm. like the, and like the subtle differences, like the guy who was holding the eleven eleven sign had like his tether had like eleven eleven carved in his forehead. Yeah. Because he couldn't hold a sign, I guess. Like I don't know, like yeah. I'm like, where'd you get where'd you get the knife? <laughs> There's a ton of like symbols of duality which i think is another big theme in this movie is like the duality of america so like there's two different realities for most americans you know there's the comfortable you know just live american dream kind of america that we see and then there's the underbelly of america where you know people are are struggling and people are fighting like forces of oppression on a daily basis that this other side of america doesn't really see because it's not part of their everyday reality. Um, throughout, throughout the movie, there's like tons of different symbols of duality, like the rabbit, because they have like two ears that are like the same. There's the scissors, two sides of a very, the same thing. 1111, which shows up everywhere, like on the clock, on mm-hmm. people's shirts, on the guy's sign. There's the twins, there's the two families, there's like obviously the doppelgangers, there's the like, a lot of use of mirrors and reflection happening. The like both boys, like Pluto and Jason, both have masks, but they're kind of like the opposite of each other. So like Jason has a, a wolf mm-hmm. mask, like a wolfman mask. Um, but then Pluto has like a like a human mask to cover his like face, like his beastly face. But, yeah. As far as like duality is concerned, I think it also kind of well, I don't really know, like I'm gonna I'm gonna riff for a second um because <laughs> I was thinking about like what was the point of the Tyler family besides showing that these tethers are like going after like all of their surface counterparts but then and then like also it's just like oh these people are just like rich and annoying like I, I think people want like a satisfying murder in like a in a horror movie you know what I mean like Everybody wants, like, the douchey jock to, like, finally get, like, his just desserts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, like, like we were talking about Jennifer's body, like, the bitchy, like, cheerleader gets eaten or whatever. So for that, I was like, why, besides that, like, why do the Tylers exist? And then, you know, you bring up, like, the point of, like, duality. And I think it's also kind of, like, you know, in our society, like, you know, there is, like, certain levels of class. Mm-hmm. But I really liked how... I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but it's like kind of like, I just really like how it was, I guess, like a woman (laughs) who was leading this like revolution. Like Mm -hmm. she like, and also how, so I'll put the Tylers aside. I don't don't know why I brought them up besides the fact that like, no, it kind of makes sense why they were, you know, mentioned. Um, But I think like focusing more on like 
the Wilson family. Yeah. Um, kind of how, like, Gabe is this, like, he's, like, this dorky, like, normal, like, corny dad. Loved his, I liked his, like, comic relief moments. I thought they were very cute, and I was, like, I like, I like Gabe. Like, I would yeah. probably marry Gabe, you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, just, like, a very safe, like, grounding personality, in my opinion, but his doppelganger is, like, so, like, like, he's just, like, brutish, but he's also, like, you can also tell he kind of has that, like, in a weird way, you can kind of tell he has that, like, soft side, but he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, a, like tortured. He's just, like, a tortured yeah. creature because he's of, like, like, a, like, a puppy dog, kind of, that's yeah. gonna hurt, you know? Yeah, but he's also, like, angry. He's, like, I want to fuck you up, but at the same time, like, everything hurts. I kind of felt bad for him. I was like, oh, this poor guy. Like poor he's, he, he, like, stole his glasses, like, immediately, because he, like, up until that point, didn't have access to, to healthcare or, you know, doctors with, that could give him glasses, and so he couldn't see, and then he, like, steals his glasses right away, and, like, that's what he wants. He wants to be able to see just, like, his tethered, um, or his, like, person from the surface. Right, so... So, you know, he's just so much more, like, wounded, you can tell, like, and I think also because, like, you know, Adel Adelaide and Red were switched at the beginning, um, like, as girls, like, the only reason that, like, Adelaide was really the, well, not the only reason, but, like, a big reason why she was the one to, like, lead this revolution was because, like, she spoke English and, like, she could, like, like, she had, like, surface world experience, mm -hmm. and she's, like, these people are, like, and now me, like, these people are suffering, we're in the darkness, like, we need to, like, overcome this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this leads to more questions now that I'm talking. I'm, like, do they have social <laughs> security numbers? <laughs> I don't think uh, so. Is their DNA the exact same? I know we have to dis suspend disbelief, but, like, you know, the government, I don't know how long ago the government created this program. It could have been, like, decades before. It obviously was. Like, it was at least, you know, 30 years prior to when Adelaide was born. And I'm like, so, like, is their DNA identical? Like, when their parents, like, when the tethered parents, like, had sex and then, like, the service parents had sex, like, was it all, like, identical? How did this happen? We're, like, where are their records? Obviously, these people don't actually exist, like, in, in the world of the government. I am just rambling here. I just, like, <laughs> asked me a question, like, all these, like, all this shit just unlocked, but it was as much about, like, battling your own demons as it was about, like, realizing your own potential in a weird way. Yeah, um, it, I know Jordan Peele said, like, it's about the fear of yourself, because, like, we all, like, like I said earlier, it's, like, there's a lot of projection on the fear of the other <clears throat> and people right. that you don't know um, when in reality, like we're all the same at the end of the day and we're all like here together and like, like facing your inner demons and facing yourself can be just as scary mm -hmm. as like being afraid of quote unquote, the other. Right. Um, which I think is pretty interesting, but uh, going back to the Taylor's Tyler's, Tyler's. The Tyler's. Um, I really liked how they kind of represent, like, another tier of the, like, class. Yeah, um, I think that was, like, like what I was trying to say. <laughs> because they, like, they are literally, like, the, at one point, he, the Tim Heidecker, 
Tim Heidecker's character is literally like, oh, but this is my comfy place. I don't want to get up from my comfy place. And that's like, <laughs> that's like the whole movie is about like people not wanting to give up their comfy lifestyle for the sake of these people who have nothing. Right. Um, and like, uh, Hands Across America is like this big, huge, like performative gesture. But at the end of the day, those people who gave $10 and stood in the line for like 15 minutes get to go home and like think that they did something good, but the people they did it for are still living in hunger and like poverty, you know? In reality, um, the only donated like $6 because the other, you know, four went to like dumb shit, like advertising. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I found a quote by President Ronald, Ronald Reagan because <clears throat> he was president at the time and I guess there was like some controversy that was like building around this Hands Across America um, like in the days before it happened like as uh-huh. they were leading up to it um, he says oh he was responding to like criticism on his budget's reduction um, to poverty assistance and he was like Um, there's enough resources available in this country. He's like, I don't believe that there is anyone going hungry in America simply by reason of denial or lack of ability to feed them. It is by people not knowing where to go or how to get help. It's like, well, this is why you weren't a great president. That reminds me (laughs) literally of an ad. I was like, I was just sitting with that for a second because that literally reminds me of an ad I heard today. Um, I was listening to our own podcast, which was, like, kind of egocentric, but... Um, I do it all the time. It's fine. <laughs> I was listening to the Twilight <laughs> episode. It was great. Um, I will work a Twilight reference into this. I will get my streak <laughs> going again. Um, but I was, like, I was like a, an ad came on. I was surprised. I was like, do we get money now? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. But anyway, um, an Amazon ad, and it was, like, this... I think it was... I didn't have, like, the screen up because I was, like, actually doing work which is surprising. Um, but it was Jeff Bezos, I believe his voice. And he was like, Oh, like we like Amazon, like wants to have like a net zero, um, or a carbon emission net zero by year 20, like 32 or something like that. And he was like, I don't know how we'll get there, but like, we're going to like donate like X amount of money to, you know, to like lower like or to like other environmental groups and I'm like listen here Jabez I got some hot fire beef with you specifically because you are (laughs) astronomically rich I've heard so many statistics about how in my next 14 million lifetimes I will never make as much money as you currently have and like that's infuriating but what's more infuriating is like your inability to like do anything philanthropic or anything at all <laughs> helpful yeah like you won't even get yourself hair plugs like I don't know dude like what are you doing with that money man <laughs> and I understand like okay I am very much a believer in like spreading the wealth like if you have excess money and you see there's a cause out there that's important and needs help and you are able to help help so I guess what just like irks me is like when you just have like an inhuman amount of wealth Mm -hmm. and you almost refuse to do anything about it like Jeff Bezos tell me what you're going to do in your lifetime with like 12 
quadrillion dollars. I don't know actually what his net worth is, but it's a lot of money. It's a lot of fucking money. He's a, it's he like, became a trillionaire during a global pandemic. Um, right. So <sighs> he's not a great guy. Nah, but I'm like, what are you going to do with like, what, a trillion dollars? What are you going to do with that money? What are you going to do with it? You could split that in half and still be like, fine. You, you could literally hire people to move your body for you for the rest of your life. You could give them six-figure salaries to move your fingies, to, like, type out your tweets, and, like, wipe your asshole. You literally could hire a human and pay him or he her. He single-handedly could give us all, like, free health care. Yeah. He single-handedly, single-handedly could solve could, world hunger. Yeah. Single-handedly could pay, like, to he, house homeless people forever. He you know could I mean? uh, go out in the middle of nowhere and, like, stand like the people on the beach and just donate some money and, and poof. Hunger in America can be, can be solved, but, but no, alas. Um. So referring like back to the Ronald Reagan thing, I guess what irks me is like, is the class divide, like, is like that, like, you're sitting up on this, like, you know, this level, this step, this pedestal, whatever you want to call it. And you're like, like, you know, fucking, he's in outer space. Bezos is in outer space. We'll put like Ronald Reagan on like halfway up Mount Everest. I don't know. Anyway, they're looking down and they're like, aw, like, silly little poor child who's starving, like, just walk down the street and go to this, like, you know, food pantry or whatever, or, like, use, like, you know, ask for help. And it's like, uh, bitch, we're asking, or not we, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> like, people are asking for help and you're, like, you're mad that, like, the resources that you provided aren't working? Well, why don't you look into why these resources aren't working and, like, do your best to provide better resources instead of denying like, that flipping the script and, like, gaslighting these poor and, like, starving people Yeah. to the point where they, you know, stab you with a pair of shears. Yeah, um, I think that's why I, well, okay, before we go any further, like, back to the Tylers. I, I was trying to say that, uh, <laughs> uh, like, the, the representative of, like, another level of the class. Like, um, you know, the, the Adelaide's family, the Wilsons, and the Tylers, like, they're both fine. Like, they're both middle-class families. They're both fine. Um, both Adelaide and Gabe went to college. Obviously, he wears his Duke, or is it Duke? It's no. Howard. Howard. He mm-hmm. wears Howard sweatshirt, like, all the time. Like, they're fine. They had access to education. They have access to, like, they have a beach house, so they're, like, doing okay. But Gabe is still constantly looking at the Tylers and, like, what they have and, like, being like, oh, I want what they have. Like, he wants a boat, but the boat that he has is, like, not good enough when, like, most people don't have a boat. They cannot afford a boat. Um, I think one thing I really like about Jordan Peele's movies is like the things that are used to kill people in his movies a lot of the time are like symbols of like wealth. I won't spoil anything and get out but the flare gun in the boat. Yeah like the flare gun it's like rich people thing. A, I think it's oh, a it's golf like club. The, the crystal. It's a golf club and a crystal. Yeah. Yeah. But like all symbols of like like rich people <laughs> also uh, like ophelia call the police and she's like okay i'll play fuck the police <laughs> oh okay so with that like that's also like a symbol of duality yeah you know, it, they're playing the beach boys which is like this symbol of 
you know, fun and fancy free California vibes and then switched with the other reality of California, like black and brown people living in Compton, you know? Yeah. So there's these very kind of two sides of living in America, like just within that one scene, which I think is like probably one of my favorite scenes in the movies and one of my favorite scenes in the movie because uh-huh. it's like, when I first watched it, I was like, ooh, that was like the scariest scene, I think. My favorite part was when um, Elizabeth Moss's character is like crawling <laughs> and then her husband's doppelganger like reaches down to like, I guess like, fake take her hand and she like reaches up and he does like the side like the sight yeah. <laughs> slides his hand over yeah. his, like slicks back his hair I was dead I was like that shows how much of like this an asshole the surface level you know um Guy is, yeah. name was, dude was um like he just like he just like hardcore sucked <laughs> like they both did like they both like were obviously in an unhappy you know relationship but either way I just thought that was really humorous. That was a weird time. Oh, and then when what all the other part that like kind of made me like chuckle, and then I was like, I'm still like, uh-huh, I'm a little, I'm a little unnerved. Um, was when Gabe was like killing um, the Mr. Tyler doppelganger on the boat, and and Elizabeth Moss is like silently screaming, and then she like starts like silently laughing because like. Harkening back to the beach scene where she's like, Oh, I fantasize about murdering him. <laughs> and then she's like watching him get murdered and she's like upset for a second. And then she's like, Oh, yeah, no, I like this. Like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> and then you wonder, like, what was their relationship like, you know, underground? Like, did they mm-hmm. hate each other as much as like the surface level, the surface Tylers hated each other? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. I think um, I like how Jordan Peele is kind of talking about how, you know, going back to like, it's us, we're Americans, like they are us and we are them. And if they are given the same opportunities that we have, they will be just like us, which is like proven with the the twist at the end that they were switched. Um, Right. Because she was able to go from the, the tethered that couldn't talk and like couldn't dance and all that stuff and like mm-hmm. became this like su- like functional person on the surface. I liked like the again the hints like kind of like you think about like once you hear see the twist you kind of think back to like when she like wouldn't talk when she mm-hmm. came out of the hall of mirrors and you're like oh it's because she like got real scared um <laughs> and then it's no like she literally did not know English yeah. <laughs> and then she as she learned English, she, like, came out of her shell, and as she learned to dance, like, yeah, it's, that's exactly what I, I thought, too. It, it was, a, like, circumstance and, like, perspective changed so much about a person, so if, like, I was reading, I actually did read, like, a small review, but it didn't really say much about, like, the themes except for the, except for the privilege and opportunity kind of side of it, where the, writer of the review was like, yeah, I mean, there's probably a guy out there in middle America somewhere who is just like me. The only difference is, like, he didn't have the financial means or, like, he, you know, or, like, he's a minority or, like, or a woman or whatever. He's like, there's somebody out there who's just like me who could do everything that I could do, 
but they just didn't have the opportunity to do it. Yeah. And we would be the exact same if we had switched places. And I was like, huh. I mean, it makes sense <laughs> considering the twist, the reveal, I should say. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you think this movie kind of correlates or, or relates to America of 2020? Cause this movie came out last year. Like it's yeah. not old. <laughs> no. Um, now more than ever, like last year, like it was, I mean, it's pretty prevalent no matter like what, when you see it, but I guess, I think now more than ever, it's, this pandemic has kind of like high, has really highlighted like the difference between classes and between, I guess in like fresh eyes, like the diff, like the class difference and like the racial divide and like, you know, the issue of like people being selfish and like othering people that aren't like them mm -hmm. because, you know, insert reason here. Um, yeah. And that, you know, the pandemic has kind of like highlighted like, like these problems are pers persistent no matter what is going on. <laughs> like literally a global pandemic is going on and people are still being, you know, killed by the police. You know, people are still, you know, in poverty. Like the, the unemployment rate has like skyrocketed. People still aren't wearing fucking masks because it's inconvenient. They don't, it's against their rights or like they don't want to wear a mask and they feel like quote unquote oppressed because the government's trying to tell them what to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, I think, a perfect example of how, like, in, in us, the government created this problem. They created right. these people and kept them down there. Didn't give them access to any of the things that, that we have on the surface. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was only a matter of time before the people down there got organized, got, you know, educated enough to rise up and take what is rightfully theirs, you know? we kind of are seeing that now, like this pandemic is highlighting the cracks in the system and how it fails people constantly. Like we're about to see mass evictions because like there's nothing in place to help people who lost their jobs and um, can't afford to pay rent because of the pandemic. And like there's, you know, people are angry because of like all the racial injustice that continues to happen like it's not a new thing but it's it's like on its main stage right now that's why I wanted to watch it this week because I it was just felt very relevant and felt very um timely to everything going on right now especially like in the intro I mentioned a lot of shit happening mm -hmm. in my town specifically that has to do with abuse of power and like systems failing people to the point where people get get murdered and when people get mad about those systems failing people, um, the system turns on the people, like trying to oppress them so that nothing changes. And that's kind of what we're seeing all over the country right now. And that's kind of what is touched upon with this revolution that happens in mm -hmm. us. I mean, even today, like literally today, um, as we are recording this, it was the day that the attorney general of you know, I watched a quick clip, like, Breonna Taylor's murder. Mm. Um, uh, again, diverging, but, like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's, all rel it's all relevant, like. It's true. Yeah. I mean, the attorney general was saying, like, oh, like, the system worked. Like, the system, like, these laws were in place, and, like, because of these, of, you know, these laws, like, the way that the shooting went down, 
these two officers and like one detective like weren't responsible but then the, this one person who was there was and i'm like yeah ah. okay, so he's right the system is working the way it's supposed to but that's the problem it's like the system's not broken it's working the way it's supposed to it's a it's just a corrupt system you know right and, that's, uh, and i think that's what people are demanding change yeah so these types of things don't keep happening because like a system that or a society that like murders its most vulnerable and then there's no justice for that is not a good society <laughs> and i think that's in a society that like doesn't care about its most vulnerable and mm -hmm. like tells them that it's their fault or that if if only they like somehow did this when they don't even have access to that thing in order to like get them out of their situation that's not a good society i i'm trying to be as <laughs> you know toned yeah toned down. I, I'm, I'm trying not to to like preach but you know i think all of these things are tied into what this movie is trying to talk about and it just feels very timely and very close to home right now like he was onto something obviously right i think the one thing about like the revolution that in that happens in the movie that like i also thought like literally as we're talking about i just kind of thought of and i think is fun not fun but interesting <laughs> it's, it's like, so fun, fun and exciting <laughs> you know what's really sexy about this revolution i'm gonna tell you uh <laughs> We are all over the place in this episode. I have hot fire tips for a revolution. Um, <laughs> one, eat kale. Um, no, is kind of, is kind of how, I mean, no, no one on the surface, like no one who is like, you know, and like by extent, like the upper, like the middle class, upper middle class, like no one knew this was going on. We talked about that. Yeah. But then or they knew and didn't care. I mean, I don't think anybody on the surface besides like the military really knew about the literal tethered, but yeah. um, but like they they probably saw like some of these problems and like we're like like you said like hands across America like they did one thing they're like I mean funny. Adelaide knew. Oh yeah, and Adelaide knew and she didn't she didn't do anything. She didn't want to do anything. She and literally I, like Red was like you could have taken me with you. Yeah, you you didn't have to leave me down here. Like you could have brought me with you. So. That would have been wild, um, but <laughs> completely different movie. But I think, like, everybody on the surface was, like, so shook and, like, so shocked when, like, you know, this revolution started happening and, like, people started getting, like, you know, like, these tethered had enough and they were going up and they were taking, like, what they deserved or, like, what they, you know, wanted this whole time. They just wanted a life on the surface that wasn't, like, pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, yeah, like, they went a little stabby, but I get it. Um, <laughs> But it kind of ties into, like, today, people are like, well, I just don't understand, like, why they're protesting and, like, why they're, like, you know, looting and, like, vandalizing. And it's, like, it's not obvious to you? Like, yeah, oh, like just do a quick Google search and, like, by the time a lot of your questions will on, be answered. By the time people catch on to, like, what's happening, it's too late because stuff like this is happening, you know? Right. So, like, by the time the people on the surface realized what was happening below the surface, it was too late for them. Mm -hmm. I, we're not quite at that point yet, but <laughs> the way 2020 is going, who knows? You know, the people are just kind of waking up to these issues now, 
and it's taking them time like they're it's taking them time to like wrap their head around like why people are reacting the way they are as if Uh it's like this is the first time this is happening and they're just reacting un unreasonably when like no no all of this is very reasonable this has happened this has been happening for like hundreds of years Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry but a broken window is not a big deal you know like compared to someone being unjustifiably murdered i would say a broken window is the least of your problems (laughs) right but like i said the as you know by the time people wake up to this and are are aware of the issues it's going to be too late if people don't like actually start fixing things back to the movie i guess do you have any other thoughts or things that stuck out to you that you want to talk about Nah, I think we covered everything. I just, I guess my, that my one thing, which I guess doesn't really matter, was one of my other, like, questions, I suppose, was, like, okay, so, like, say they do mostly dominate the doppelgangers, the tethered, come out from the sewers and just start slashing hoes. What next? Like, they, they hold hands across America, and then it's, like, do they just, like, like, just resume society? Like, they just... I don't know. I'm like, I was a little curious about like what like step two is, but I feel like a lot of movies like drop off at like a similar spot where they're like, you're like, Ooh, like anything could happen. So it is kind of like a cliffhanger. You're like, what's next? Yeah. I think a lot of movies about like a revolution and one in like any arena, that's like where it ends. It's like about the revolution. But then once they win, it's like, okay, what happens now? Like now you have to rebuild society, but nobody wants to make a movie about that. (laughs) Uh, We watched Hamilton. Which technically was not a movie. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, but see how that, that turned out. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like most movies about a revolution, it kind of cuts off at the, the exciting high point. Like, we uh-huh. won, yay! We beat the, the bad, oppressive thing. Um, now what? Now we have to, like, rebuild society, and there's not a ton of movies that deal with that part. I would even be, I wouldn't even be so quick to say that they actually won. Like, yeah, yeah. they, I mean, you fail to, like, not fail, but like, you know, you have to think about how, like, what literally, like, the surface level people have. Like, they have the weapons. They have, like, I don't know, they ate vegetables. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all the tethered ate were rabbits, and, like, all they wield are shears. Like, yeah, they're gonna do a lot of damage, because they had the element of surprise, but once, like, you know, if we're talking, like, full-blown, like, quote-unquote insurgency here, like, no one handles pesky insurgents better than the U.S. government, so. Not, I'm not saying I'm on anybody, I'm not on the side of the, uh, the oppressors <laughs> but i'm just saying like they they draw they kind of dropped off before like the shit really hit the fan as far as like tethered versus. you can see like helicopters and stuff like flying above them mm-hmm. so like obviously they didn't kill everybody i think like the point of it was just like i said you know by the time you guys know that they exist it's too late for a lot of people i think that was kind of the main main point i don't know how the what will happen from there but it's fun to speculate sure is but that was all like i really thought about like that i had written down i've riffed enough i should probably (laughs) slow my roll (laughs) i am gonna write that cosmopolitan-esque 
five hot fire tips for a revolution. <laughs> Hell yeah. Who do you think is like the real bad guy in this movie? Oh. <laughs> it's a thinker, Madeline. It's a thinker. My brain hurts. <laughs> My brain, no. Um, honestly, well, it's, mm, it's tough because like, I honestly feel like it was Adelaide. Yeah. Because, as you said, like, she knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And she was like, nah, fuck this. Like, I'm just gonna, like, I'm just gonna watch out for number one. Which, but I understand that at the same time. It's like... Yeah, it's like she grew up, like, in that, like, underground. And she was trying to further herself from that. She didn't want to go back to that. Right. Trying to, like, do what was best for her and her family. But in doing that, she was, like, continuing the, you know oppression of the people below because she didn't right. do anything to help them i mean oh. she was also like a child like when she you know switched places with the real adelaide the or i guess red um who's real adelaide we don't know um I mean, she managed <laughs> to find some handcuffs so she had some like yeah she had, she had a pretty <laughs> sinister plot going on <laughs> but i guess like and then my other thing is like yeah you know Adelaide, who became red, yeah, she was, like, handcuffed to, like, the bunk bed, but somebody obviously uncuffed her at some point, and my, my question is, like, why didn't she leave, you know what I mean, like, she knew the way in, well, I guess she was, like, kind of knocked out, but, yeah, like, she was knocked out, she didn't know, oh, man, she was dragged all the way down there, never mind, I was gonna say, but at the same time, like, if I was her, I would be, even, maybe, I mean, at seven, it's, like, hard to say, like, I am 25 years old, so, like, putting myself in the mind of a seven-year-old, like, I would have at least, like, tried to, like, figure out how to get out, but then again, like, you never know what, you don't know what actually happened, like, Mm. once the switch was made, but I feel, I still kind of feel like it was Adelaide, like, I really feel like she could have been, like, because, I mean, a lot of people speculate that she repressed those memories, but I don't think she did. I don't think she did either. I don't I think. think she did, because the way she talked, like, I think she was genuinely afraid that Red was going to exact her revenge. Like, that's kind of how she, like, the attitude she had. She was like, I'm just, I'm, like, so afraid that she's finally, like, caught up to me. Yeah. And you're like, you don't talk about that like somebody's, like, like, caught up to you. Like, you're just like, I don't know. The way, like, the way she spoke, you're like, mm, I think she remembers this. Yeah. Like, this isn't, this, this, none of this comes as a surprise. Like, the moment she saw, like, the family in the driveway, she was like, bitch, get your shoes on. Like, Zora, get your shoes on. Like, we're, we're, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to Mexico. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think it, it's, like, a, it's complicated. It's like, they are us, we are them. Yeah. at fault. I mean, I don't think the people below who were created and just left down there necessarily, like, are to blame for anything obviously in the movie upon initial watch we think that they're the bad guys because they're murdering people but i think with the twist and the reveals and and everything it becomes really convoluted mm-hmm. um i think when you're watching it you're kind of like oh yeah like yeah stab that tethered because like you said yeah they're 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 the ones exacting like very upfront violence mm-hmm. but you know as, as you said, like, as you think about it, you're like, well, you know, like. They kind of got you know. the end of the stick for pretty it much kinda, everything. Yeah, it kind of adds up a little bit. 
I don't condone murder. I will, I will yeah. say that right now, but you know, when people get pretty frustrated, like you're kind of like, yeah, I mean, they were pretty mad. Yeah. I did like that. The little detail of, of Red's voice. Um, yes. Because her throat was crushed by the other Red pulling her down. Um, yeah, she was big mad if, like, yeah. <laughs> if Red as an adult still could not talk properly. <laughs> yeah. But then again, it was probably, like, she didn't have to speak English. So, like, I'm sure, I mean, I'm not a speech pathologist or any or anything like that. I always, like, talk about stuff like I'm actually a professional in this field. But, I, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm definitely not. <laughs> uh, I have very few professional licenses. None of them involved, like, being a therapist or a speech pathologist. Anyway, but from the limited knowledge of like speech and linguistics that I know, you know, decades of like not having to speak English definitely like changed probably like the way that her vocal mus muscles were used because like she had to, like she was just speaking in like grunts and like yelps or whatever to her family and to other people in, um, the underground um so when she finally like had the need and opportunity to speak english like one her voice was probably just like messed all the way up from you know her throat being snatched and then um also like kind of like riding a rusty bike like it was just getting back in the saddle a little bit with how you form words also i think lastly before we well not lastly okay i really really liked the dance sequence at the end, like the fight slash dance, I thought that was like beautiful filmmaking. Just chef's kiss, beautiful. Um, <laughs> for a lot of reasons. The song is like a combination between I Put Five on It and something from the Nutcracker. Pa, pa de Do or something? I, I'm butchering the pronunciation. But that's what the song's title is. And I think that's what the song from the Nutcracker is also titled. I could mm -hmm. be very wrong. Um, I apologize. But all you nutcracker fans out yeah, there. Um I I just thought that was very good. It was very like mesmerizing. And like you could see like the different like I think that scene shows that like more similarities with Adelaide as the tethered and red as the surface person, because red throughout the entire thing is very like smooth the way she walks she's like floating she's very like controlled uh -huh. Adelaide is very like clumsy and like has the mannerisms of a lot of the tethered um and starts to that that kind of starts to manifest um yeah a lot in that scene with like the way that she's like screaming and the way that she's moving compared to Adelaide uh or compared to Red uh -huh. yeah uh, that's me <laughs> you, Madeline. Fuck you. <laughs> right, right. Cool, 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 cool. Nice. Mm. Nice, Back sweaty. to my hot fire tips. Um, also, I think uh, it's, a sh it's a complete scam that Lupita Nyong'o was not nominated for an Oscar for this movie. I know that historically horror movies are not um, typically looked at, but Tony Collette and Hereditary definitely deserved at least a nod. Mm -hmm. Nyong'o played two fucking people in this movie and definitely deserved a nod, like, for what Tracking she did. slapped, 100%. Um, 
And, you know, not trying to throw shade at any of the people that were nominated this past year, but. I honestly don't even remember. It's I don't fine. remember anything. It's fine. I'll get over it. Yeah. Any thoughts? Any, any uh, parting thoughts? I'm glad I watched it. That's usually how these end. It's like, yeah, I'm glad I saw that. That's, that was pretty cool. Now that we've discussed it a little bit, has your, like, thoughts on it changed? Not like, really. Do you still think something's, like, missing? I mean, I probably should watch it again. Yeah. And then make that decision. I still feel like I want a little more information on, on like, the tethered, like, what their society, what their underground world is like. Like, where do they get the rabbits? I mean, I know, like, rabbits breed like rabbits. Um, like, where they get their clothes, like, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, small stuff. I don't know. I'm very, I like, I like a little bit of extra detail, but the movie was definitely a good watch. Like, I was definitely, like, very invested in the plot. Yeah. Um, not super scary. So if you're, like, me and you're, like, a little bit of a baby, um, you can put your knitting down and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I had all the lights on, though. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. I was not in the dark watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I... I I mean, I've always been a fan of, like, of Jordan Peele, like, Keen Peele's work, like, I've been interested, it's, like, one of the things where it's, like, oh, man, I really want to watch that movie, and then, you know, life just happens, you don't get around to it, mm-hmm. um, and then COVID hit, and you're, like, oh, well, I can't go to the movie theater or anything now to see anything, um, but, yeah, I've definitely, I definitely was, like, just behind the curve on, like, seeing Jordan Peele's, uh, films, so now I feel like I'm catching up. Then I'll go yeah. watch uh, Get Out soon. Yeah. For sure. Do it. Yeah. Um, I think I, I don't know if I ever said this during this podcast, but I really enjoy this movie. I think um, it's one of those movies that the more you watch it, the more you appreciate it. And it's just very timely right now. And I felt like it would be good to talk about with you. So I'm glad that you saw it as well. The one thing I would love, like, as far as, like, behind the scenes and stuff like that, I would love to, like, just be on set and, like, watch, like, this sounds so creepy, uh, like, watch Jordan Peele direct, because, like, you know, he, he doesn't act in any of his movies, um, at least I don't know, but he wasn't in Us, so I don't know if he was in Get well, Out. He but... did, like, a voice cameo. He was the voice of the, the, like, announcer in the Hall of Mirrors, like, you hear, like, that voice um, oh, okay. Kind of like saying welcome to the, whatever. That's Jordan Peele. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, he doesn't like physically appear anywhere. Right. Um, so I guess I still like see him as like a comedic like person. Like yeah. he's like, I mean, obviously brilliant, but like very like he's, I still like physically see him in like a comedy like perspective. So I would really love to just see like him like directing and like being involved in creating this movie because it's it is beautiful like like I said I'm I'm very I'm very for like the direction like the cast fantastic like all the choices that were made as you said chef's kiss (laughs) um I love that that's like a trend now people do very on board Mm -hmm. um but yeah I'm just like I'm a super creep and I'm like I would love to be on set and like watch you direct and like not be weird or anything and I've seen ads for Lovecraft Country, and I'm like, ooh, will I actually get HBO again now that Game of Thrones is over to watch? Oh, I'm like, Country? I need to, I need to hop on that. But <sighs> yeah, 
But other than that, um, I feel like if I talk anymore, we're just gonna like completely diverge into another <laughs> social topic. Yeah. So. That's fair. Um, well, I'm glad that we were able to watch this and discuss this and um, I'm excited to do our next spooky movie. You're not ready. <laughs> what? You're not ready. Can I predict what? Well, nope. I don't want to predict nope. it. Nope. Nope. I was going to say. Nope. I didn't know what it is. <laughs> nope. Nope. You're not ready. I have two guesses. I'll, I'll guess them when we get off air. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until then, um, I bid you farewell and I will see wait. you next time. Oh, okay. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> just kidding. I just wanted to, um, cause we always forget to do this, throw out our, uh, oh, yeah, our socials. Our social yeah. So, I don't remember what any of them are. I have them right here. Give me a second. Okay. Thank you, Madeline. Okay. All right. So, uh, you can find another Picture Show podcast, which is this podcast that you're listening to right now. You can find this on YouTube. <laughs> you made it this far. <laughs> I'm I mean, sure you've forgotten what you're doing as well, because yeah. we have gone... We're very so unorganized, as you, can, as you can tell. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes and Google Podcasts. You can also follow us um, on Twitter at, at AnotherPickPod and on Instagram at, at AnotherPictureShow. So with that, we can finally say farewell. <laughs> but wait! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, right. I'm done. For, for real done this time. All right. Goodbye. Bye.